1: Stepping on board the eyes 9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your Dice Space Monkeys. And get ten percent off with code OZ number nine at checkout. Alarm,
2: alarm, alarm,
1: alarm.
3: What the hell is going on? Where is everyone? Computer?
2: What the hell? Colin, did you trigger the alarm? Olivia? No, you? Would I be asking you?
3: Yes, well, right, but someone did. Is Joe in here? Joe? I don't see him. Does it matter? Fair point.
2: Olivia! Oh, here comes someone.
3: I didn't see anyone come in. Is it Joe? I'm not screaming this time.
2: Who's there? Uh, it's It's me. me.
3: Yes, alarm. we know about you, computer. Alarm. But someone was just outside
2: the door. Oh, that was me too. What? No, we alarm. heard footsteps. You mean like these? Alarm. Alarm. You gave yourself footsteps. Alarm. Oh, Jesus. Look, could you alarm. kill the alarm, please? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Proper noisy, it. So... Jesus!
4: Jesus! Were you here all along? Uh, no. That's one on me. Back door. So, who pushed the panic button?
2: Uh, must have been Leet. Olivia, can you locate him, make sure he's okay? Oh, he just came out of a healer. Till a bit wobbly from anesthetic and banging into the corridor walls. I'll lead him here. Hang on a tick. What was he doing in a healer? Crocked a tooth. Uh, on just one side? Well, yes, of course. Damn. Well, hopefully the healer can restore his symmetry.
4: Did you find out anything about the tanners or those dead pods?
2: Not yet. I was trying to get a look at the circuitry, but I kept getting shocked.
4: Like bad
2: surprises? No, like electric shocks. Pretty bad ones. I kind of got the feeling Olivia might be doing it on purpose. But that's mad.
4: She's here to protect us. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable with everyone who says they're here to protect me. You know, I don't care what happens to you. I didn't mean you.
2: Yeah, I think we all get where you were going with that, Joe. We'll talk about it later. Right now, I'd like to know if there's a real emergency on my ship.
3: My god! He's foaming at the mouth!
2: Oh, uh, toothpaste. He, uh, vacated the pod during the final clean.
3: Why can't he talk? Is he in
2: shock? Uh, I'm gonna guess Novocaine. Oh, right you are. The pods allow you to self-administer if you can feel pain. Uh, he overdid it a bit. I'm surprised he can hold his own head up, really.
4: He's in a panic, though. Olivia, translate for us. What's he saying?
2: Bringing up my toothpaste Novocaine to English dictionary... Uh, there's
5: a zombie in the corridor. WHAT?! If you're just joining us, now might be a good time to catch you up. This is Oz 9, a spaceship from Earth, roughly half a dozen hours out from launch. Ably run by Olivia, the ship's artificial intelligence, and less ably by the didn't-quite-finish flight school Captain Madeline and her tiny crew of petty criminals, plus one utterly pointless rich fellow, Oz9 carries a cargo of rather less than the 50,000 sleeping rich people it started out with this morning. Since launch, they've managed to melt an entire wing's worth of folks, and shunting the goo out of the airlock caused two other ships to crash. They've nearly collided with another Oz, stasis pods keep going dark, and even lunch has been more of a challenge than our genius crew can handle without incident. Oh, and there's apparently a zombie on board. All caught up? Good. Narrator out. God, this is the stupidest bunch of space monkeys I've ever seen... What? Oh, crap. Oh, who cares? Who's gonna listen to this nonsense, anyway? WHAT?!
2: Yeah, uh, Zombie Corridor. Olivia, could you, uh, shut the crew room door, please? Uh, righty-ho. Uh, could you bring whatever it is we're dealing with up on the screen, please? Lead, my lovely. Oh, they did a very nice job on that tooth. Symmetry restored. So, could you tell me whereabouts you saw this zombie? (laughs) He says it was in a white corridor, so that neatly narrows it down.
4: Use your sensors, Olivia. Look for movement. And tell me you did not leave a trail of toothpaste foam all down my clean floors?
2: On screen. Wow, that is a proper zombie, all right.
4: Is it wearing... Is that a Vivian Westwood? Looks like rags from a dumpster. How the hell did you get on board? Suck it out an airlock. It's leaving a slime trail, and you know who gets to clean that mess up. No, wait. Computer, scan it.
2: Oh, for what? Maggot count? For
4: a passenger tag.
2: You must be joking.
4: Unless
3: I'm very much mistaken, that thing over its arm is a Prata Galleria Medium Saffiano Tote. Those run more than 2,000 quid. And those are definitely Jimmy Choo's it's currently oozing out of.
2: Scanning? Oh, dear. Please don't say it. Please don't tell me we lost another guest. My
3: God. I think that, computer... Is there sound? Can we hear her? Her?
0: Oh, let's not. On, speakers. Enormously bad idea. I mean, really, who does this sort of thing? One moment you're categorizing vintage shoes by heel height, and the next you're stabbed in the neck, thrust in the back of a (laughs) filthy (laughs) van. That's it. That's the zombie.
2: (laughs) The She had me cornered, she smells terrible, and kept yelling at me to look at her ankles. Ankles? Did you say ankles? Colin, what's going on?
3: That's Lucretia Nibblebiscuit. I mean, Lady Lucretia Neville-Bickford. I'm sure of it. She has notoriously weak ankles. Nibblebiscuit? nickname from school. She eats like a starving wolf, actually.
4: Uh, uh, or so are here. You know weird things. You know
3: the number of vanilla musk aromatherapy on the spaceship.
4: Oh uh, He's right, actually.
2: Pod 658. Looks like it popped open sometime last night.
3: And Lord Neville? Uh, What about him? Is he in his pod? This is very important, computer. Is he in his pod? Uh, no. My God. You have to hide me.
2: I'll be in here. (coughs) You never saw me. Colin? I'm not on this ship. All right, then. So what should we do about the stinking rich zombie lady? Sounds like we could have at least
4: two zombies roaming around then.
2: Uh, no, just the one.
4: Well, what about her husband?
2: Lord Neville Neville Bigfoot.
4: Yes, you just said he wasn't in his pod.
2: Yes, I did just say that.
4: So where is he?
2: Um, somewhere in Chelsea SW3, according to today's telegraph. (laughs) With his much younger boyfriend from the uh, CCTV footage. So he's not in his pod? Because he's not on this ship, yes. You really must learn to ask all the pertinent questions, Colleen. Come on, uh, now. Oh, what, what the hell is going on? Uh, uh, don't uh, uh, what the hell
0: is that smell? I beg your pardon? Oh, Jesus! That's rude. Who is in charge here? We need to talk about accommodations. This
2: episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're gonna skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp pooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash O-Z number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out.
5: Don't you hate it when, just when things get really interesting, there's some sort of unnecessary interruption? Like an ad during the best part of a movie? Or intermission right before the bodies start falling? Yeah, well, get used to it. I had a life. I narrated documentaries, gritty dramas, wildlife specials. Listen to this, Cumberbatch. Penguin. Not that hard, is it? And now I'm here, talking to you about a bunch of hypoxic space debris, disguised as crew, banging off asteroids and each other, out to muddy up yet another planet. (sighs) Sorry. It's just that I was going to be a Sir David Attenborough, only thinner and with better controlled hair, and oh the hell with it. Zombies, this is where we are. Carry on, monkeys.
0: I am really I swear! Shut up! Goodness, what a bunch of frightened children! Who is in authority here, or who isn't meant to be? I'm- I'm the captain. Uh, how do you feel? feel captain i was kidnapped i suspect by my brother thrown into a pod and shot into space and if my very high technical watch is to be believed i have been awakened 24 years and 364 days too early i have no heartbeat and i fear to have started decomposing all over my favorite vivian westwood which is simply not done until one is properly interred. am i presumptuous in feeling i deserve a bit of an explanation
2: of course not Something seems to have gone wrong with your pod. You're pretty clearly dead, which makes the walking and talking a bit confusing. Olivia? Ideas? Your brother's a bit of a prat for starters.
0: You are not mistaken.
2: I don't know all the science, but from what I can see, the pods basically keep all the bodily fluids for the person inside cycling are so, still cycling a bit from being artificially forced. That doesn't sound realistic. Did you read The Martian? Yes. Did you read all the sciencey bits? Um, uh, no. No one did, which is why we're skipping that bit now. She's been unplugged, but the battery still has some juice. Carry
4: on. How much longer will that work? Don't I know you? Me? No. No, no, not a chance.
0: Horrible, is that you? It's me, Nipple Biscuit. Well, what's left of me anyway? Don't know you miss, sorry. Well, you certainly look a good deal like an old schoolmate of mine. We called him horrible. Because his name was Horace, for example? Goodness, it was, you're right. But no, because it was fairly horrible, actually. We had a shower pool to guess how many days he'd go. Might have had a skin condition or something,
2: is all I'm saying. <laughs>
3: so, uh, how much longer will her ladyship be with us, Olivia?
2: Just let me check my vast memory banks, shuffle through the likely thousands of times this has happened before, and extrapolate you a number.
3: That's a
0: meaning. Excuse me, Olivia, is it... Is there perhaps a chance I could send a message back to Earth? To your horrible puffer, to, to let him know you're onto his ski- to his r- skeezy... No, to head my head husband, head. actually. I suspect he thinks I'm shopping, adding to my vintage shoe collection. He'll be worried when I don't come home tonight. What are you going to tell him? I really don't know. Darling, I've been kidnapped by Alistair, and I'm several miles past the Horsehead Nebula with a group of people I find amusing ordinarily, but my heart stopped beating a couple of hours ago. It's just taking a bit longer than usual for me to fall down. Don't forget to feed the dogs. I love you. What do you think?
4: Two possibilities. You'll break his heart or he'll break Alistair's neck. Maybe both.
0: (sighs) Don't eat my brains. Dear boy, I wouldn't think of it. Hardly more than a mouthful anyway, I suspect. If you'd like to send a message, you can do it from the
2: bridge. Might want to uh, giddy up. Time's a ticking, even if your heart isn't. Olivia! Cheeky!
4: I'll take you.
0: Very kind of you, but perhaps uh, this uh, gentleman would escort me. Colin, it would
3: be my pleasure. Follow the always.
0: Care to explain the spectacularly awful disguise, Horrible?
3: You knew it was me, huh? You barely knew it
0: was me in school.
3: I knew, dear,
0: I knew. But you know Nibble wasn't fond of you.
3: I know. Homicidally not fond.
0: You were pretty dreadful. And what about that bother with your wife and the parachute? Yes, yes. I'm going to be stuck with that forever, aren't I? Your wife tumbled out of a plane wearing a Spiderman rucksack full of sandwiches. It was an accident. Very well. Your accent's a bit of a mess. Tell me about Colin and the need for him. Someone on board is trying to kill me. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Your assassin has terrible aim horrible. Any idea who it is? None. That shirtless fellow with all the ripply bits seems a good candidate
5: for bollocksing it up this badly. Oh, oh dear. Oh, I think we'd better hurry. Skipping to the important bit, Lady Lucretia sent her message and finally stopped moving around shortly thereafter.
2: Airlock emptied and scrubbed.
5: It's a good thing this zombie had no particular need for brains, or she'd starve to death aboard the Oz 9. Next time, something terrible happens to Gregory Peck's The Shirtless Wonder. Is there another... in the not-too-distant future? You've been listening to... Eric Perry as Joe. Bonnie Brantley as Lady Lucretia Nibblebiscuit. Richard Cowan as Leet. Tim Sherburn as Colin, and me, Richard Nadalny, as the narrator. Oz9 was written by Shannon Perry, who also plays Olivia and Madeline. Our theme and other incidental music was written and performed by John Faley. Oz9 is now available on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. And, of course, at our website, oz-9.com. Narrator out.
1: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
3: How much do you know about cryonic preservation?
1: Cryonic preservation—the
3: preservation of human beings at extreme low temperature.
5: You mean like, like uh, Walt
3: Disney? No, I swear to God, if you say anything about Walt Disney's frozen head, I'm hanging up this phone right now. I swear Never heard of the Red Valley Seabolt until I just told you. I swear, You swear. Could you take your hand off my knee? Look, Warren, if they're sending the butter-wouldn't-melt new boy looking for Red Valley, it'll be for a reason. Trust me, people are losing their lives in this company.
0: We pulled him out too soon. He is awakening exactly as we planned. He's dying on me! We're all murderers here.
2: brian you, me, that doorman probably. Guy on the corner there with a neck tattoo. I bet he's killed someone.
0: Would
4: you like to cut his head off?
0: I'm sorry. The sword is
3: funny. Gordon, why are you sharing this stuff with me? Why are you smiling? I don't know. I smile when things get awkward. Get in your golden bullet. Pick me up. You want to go to Red Valley? You want to go to Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley.
0: Red
1: Valley.
0: Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley is available on all podcast
1: providers. Do you want to continue?